It's time for another episode of the Culture Hall. It's episode number 314. It's an Articles of News episode, but if you're a, a friend of ours on Patreon, patreon.com slash the cultural hall, you will know that already because I released that news there. Why do you ask, Joni? I'm going to ask again. What? Why? Because we already started recording <laughs> and I hadn't started recording because it's new Be- equipment. Look we're behind in the, the curtain. I look behind the curtain. Uh, here is why. I'm sick and tired of uh, podcasts, just in general. Yeah. Uh, but also uh, podcasts, not shows. It's a good thing we're a show then. Uh, but them having higher numbers as far as episode goes. We just rounded out, I think, year nine of the Cultural Hall. That's a long, long time. And so for crying out loud, for us to only be on numbered episode 313 is not uh, representative of what we've done and what we've built. So Would you like me to actually cry out loud? Yeah, I would. Yes, <laughs> I, I would also like it. you to speak about how today uh, is Tuesday and how you can't hardly believe it's Tuesday. I can't already. believe it's already Tuesday, and April sixteenth, seventeenth. Yes, sixteenth, sixteenth. I can't believe how fast time moves. You mean the general? Uh, In general. <laughs> it's good to see you. It's just Joni and me. We were gonna have Brother Kyle. Sorry, all you Brother Kyle lovers. He, uh, oh, he gets enough turns. It's yeah. my turn. Okay, all right. Listen. <laughs> I love you, Kyle. Uh, he was he he, uh, <laughs> he he slept in the garage last night and uh, he couldn't find the clicker, so he's stuck. That's why he's not <laughs> here for this episode today. He texted us. I can't get out. Yeah, you guys. Mom said I haven't cleaned my room yet, so I'm not allowed to come and record with you guys. What's new with you? It's been a couple weeks, right, since well, I Yeah. Seen um it's raining. Yeah, and, constantly and, here in the state of Utah. Yes, uh, and and um, I, this is my first time recording in your studio. Yeah, this is the first articles of news recorded in this oh, studio. Well, yeah. then I am very honored, um, and I like that you have that nifty little heater set up because if you didn't, I would be chilly. But it's actually feeling warmer already. Yeah. So it's good. A, it's a small space, a twelve by twelve room. But what else do you need? Right. I mean, you're just sitting here. Right. Well, we're going to, I mean, hopefully in the future, we're going to have more than just two people sitting here. So we'll need a little more room. Yeah, but there's enough room. I, you could easily, I mean, if everyone was standing, mm-hmm. you could have like 25 people right? in here. You could form a church in this room. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You could have enough witnesses by the state of New York to form a church in this room. That's right. Uh, not a lot new with me. I mean, honestly, I'm at the stage in my life where my children's schedules dictate like everything that I do. So, you know, my daughter turns 16 in March. So get in a car. Are you guys going to do that? No, we're, I'm going to get a car because why should she get a new car? Well, no, you wouldn't <laughs> get her a new car. You give no. her the old car. Yeah. We're going to give her the old car because it's the most reliable one. It's been our family car, but it's getting kind of old and mm-hmm. We can only listen to the radio. There is no Bluetooth or CD or oh anything like that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I've been doing that for six years. Oh, so how do you live? I listen how? to podcasts on my phone with one earbud in. Really? That's what I do. Yeah. Are you sure that yours doesn't? Because here's the funny thing about mine. My car, it's a 2013. I didn't think it had that capability. And my brother, who is much smarter than I am, was like, you're an idiot. You know, you can play your Bluetooth through your phone through your car mine's a 2004 okay okay so i think it doesn't okay okay (laughs) all right fair 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 but i had no idea and he's like just boop boop 
<laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. No, I, I could have been doing this oh, all along. That's cool. No, no we, idea. we have a cassette player in there. so And it does work. So I guess, to be fair, I could be listening to cassettes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd have to like scramble to find some. but If you want the cassette uh, version of the cultural hall, that's a Patreon <laughs> subscription of $20 a month. That's right. Can you imagine? Uh, get your pencils out. Yeah, please. Um, and, and we have a CD player, but it has been broken for a long time. Yeah. So, and I just don't care enough to say, let's spend lots of money to make it so I can play CDs. Right. Yeah. And she should be lucky enough. She, right? You're she, 16? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, should be lucky enough just to have a car. No, she's totally spoiled. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Grateful. She's going to prom. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How's that? Great. Found a dress online, fits her great. I'm like, yes. Did I do ha- have to hem it. Did you have the uh, shoulders, non-shoulders argument? My rule is you can show shoulders if you don't show cleavage. That's okay. my rule. You trade off, so can she yeah. show cleavage if she covers her shoulders? <laughs> no. No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> you may either show your shoulders or not, but you cannot show cleavage. Okay. That's the rule. Okay. All yeah. right. Interesting. Yeah. So f- shoulders are free game. I don't understand the deal with shoulders. It's we porn actually, shoulders. Hashtag we, porn we shoulders. We actually had this conversation a long time ago because I remember your reaction was, I said, I don't re- I don't know of any guys who are just like, oh, shoulders. And you're like, I kind of am. Yeah, I really I, like shoulders. I like a good shoulder. But I mean, it's different, okay? It's just different. And like, come on, guys. No shame associated, though, right? Like, I just am curious. It's just a shoulder. No, well, no. Well, but garments, garments cover a shoulder. So why is I it know. just a shoulder, right? That, I mean, get, I guess that's where we take the bigger principle out of it and go, well, so what's the point then? If, it, if it's sure. not a thing, why would we do it? You know, um, I, I don't know. But I do know that finding a prom dress that covers your back, midriff, shoulders, and cleavage is like a unicorn mm-hmm. it, you, it's almost i've i've never seen it unless yeah. someone like makes it you know so and then at that price point you're paying five six seven eight well and you know okay so i have friends whose kids and and this is uh, this i don't know i don't even i won't make a comment about it but i have friends whose kids are like i don't want to look mormon <laughs> Hmm. You know, like they are Mormon. But yeah, yeah, Mormon. exactly. Because there is a certain look that if you've got sleeves on your prom dress, I mean, your peg does like that, like perfect. And then you're like, well, why wouldn't you want people to think of you that way? But people, I don't know. I get it. You just wear one of those uh, white like camis a, underneath like a, your dress, right? <laughs> right? Isn't that what they're called? No, like a, a cami is, has like spaghetti straps, but oh. you like a little cap sleeve. Yeah, a little cap sleeve. Yeah. What are they called? They're, they're called, called uh, uh, you know what I'm talking about. I do. Like you get them at Down East or... Um, Mormon, Mormon shirts. Mormon shirts, yeah. yeah. I don't remember what they're called. So you're published again? Tell people about that real oh, quick. Oh, so... Um, lo- oh, that thing? Okay, oh. so this is why I have that reaction. People do not care about short stories. They just don't. My own family, like two people in in my whole family have read any of my short stories. So, so why I do, get so that why, people so don't why care. do it or why do people do these like groupings of short stories if no one cares? Um because we're hoping that someone will care. It's actually I mean, there are there are people who do like them, but you know, an anthology, which is just a collection of short stories. They just don't sell this like the way a novel would. People want, if people are going to put their time and effort into reading a story, 
they want a continuous, well thought out, huge arc narrative, and and I get that. But um, yeah, I have a story published in an anthology. It came out in February. Called the anthology is called Wings of Change. It's about I love the song about it. Dragons on the wings of change. That's exactly. You didn't realize that song was written about dragons. No, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, Dragons so are so hot right now. So that's all the stories in that. It's a it's a young adult dragon themed. So all the stories either have a young adult dragon or young adult people interacting with dragons. I think I might have the solution <laughs> as to why uh, short story anthologies may not sell. Sell, rather. Why? When they're a group of young adult dragon or young adult. I mean, that's pretty pegged. Well, no, absolutely it is. Yes, it is. And it's meant for those people. And and the publisher and the editor never thought, like, this is going to be a bestseller. Mm -hmm. You know, it's meant specifically. That's that's actually a pretty popular thing to do with anthologies is make them really niche. So I can can think of one anthology that uh, has sold quite a bit. And that is the scary stories to tell in the dark. Sure. And they're making new ones. Did you know they're making new ones? No, I did not know. They are. I have friends I'm who submitted. I'm the White Viper. <laughs> or whatever. Uh, like I loved those. I used, to, I used to get those from the library when I was like in fourth and fifth grade mm-hmm. and just look at the pictures and freak myself out because yeah. those were freaky pictures, if you all know what I'm talking about. The like black and white kind of like drippy, dark everything has twisted yeah twisted everything's twisted anyway so yeah they're making they're actually making those again also you know what else is an anthology what the book of mormon okay if you think about it okay all right the bible yeah but you can't sell the book of mormon or the bible we have to give them away for free and even then not everyone will take them yeah that's true sorry to i can't give mine away either (laughs) (laughs) guys for christmas guess what i bought you but I do have coming out next week, next Saturday, on my 40th birthday. Happy 40th birthday Thank next week. Thank you. Uh, another horror story in an anthology called Peaks of Madness. Uh-huh. And it's a good one. Is it about it's a woman maybe turning 40? maybe my best 40? story. No. It's about a woman who whose insecurities turn into um, illusions, gory illusions that she has. And she goes crazy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you know what's so great it. about about horror stories is um, about writing them at least is I can take the things that have bothered me the most and things that scare me or just things that hurt me mm-hmm. and turn them into monsters that I have control over. It's my very favorite thing to write, actually. That's pretty cool. Yeah. When you look at it that way, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything new for me. I continue to work. Uh, down at the Lord's University, that's new for how, people who and didn't how's know that. it going? You know, the drive is forty-five minutes. Yeah, it's uh, long because you live way the crap out here. It's yeah. it's a long drive for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're from uh, South Jordan, yeah, the Sojo, mm-hmm. a suburb of Salt Lake City. I live right in Salt Lake. You know, I mean that's uh, that's a good long time. Uh, I it it hasn't been bad. The rain has been a little sketchy the last few days. Yeah, because uh, I, I drive <clears throat> the majority of it on I-15 and. Um, you know, people don't pay attention when they drive on the freeway. Sure. And there's a, a, a small portion of the freeway there that's just torn up. Yeah. Uh, and so you have to really pay attention to the road so that you don't find yourself going to where the freeway split and you couldn't make your mind up and you smack right into the middle. 
Um, so that's a thing. I'm trying to think of what else. Going on uh, a little bit of a vacay in a couple weeks. I'm yeah, going, me too. I'm going to Kauai. Where are you going? I'm going to London. Oh, yeah? yeah. Do you see France? No, I just see London. No? <laughs> so you don't see the rest of it either? Nope, then. I don't. All right. Uh, I see where you're going there. And I heard back from um, the uh, the people you did? in London. Oh, yeah. did you? Yes. I can't remember what they said. They probably said, we don't live near there. That's they probably said not, what they said. They said, not that ward, but another one, and you should come and say, hey, they would love to make you dinner. So remind me later, and I'll find oh, that. That would be really cool to yeah. go to dinner with some people out there. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there is a large uh, group of people uh in england is it the spores or someone else their spores are one the sims are another uh and then there's another family as well so okay who knows i would totally be up for that i think it would be awesome we'll be staying near paddington so for the days that we're in london and then we're also going to cornwall for a while and i think a lot of english people are like why are you going to cornwall we just are okay what is cornwall cornwall is like the Southwest. Is it the Tooele of England? <laughs> no, it's actually the New England of England. Okay, is what it is. Oh, okay, there's so, lots of trees. So uh, it's um, and people say wicked awesome. <laughs> Maybe they do. I don't know. I've never um, been there. It's the Southwest Peninsula that kind sure. of like comes out. So why you so, still haven't answered why you're the reason going there. why is, is it because, a nerdy literature thing? Um, uh, no, it's okay. not. Um. Because we wanted to, while we were there, experience two really different feels of England. Okay. So we're going to do London and then... No and France, though, right? No France. Okay. Only England. Only Southern England, actually. Okay. So we're going to do London and then day trips out of London. So we'll see Oxford and Dover and Canterbury and stuff. But then we're going to take the train into uh, Cornwall... And a really big reason is because there are so many shows that we watch that are filmed in Cornwall. And like it looks what? Like Poldark and um, Doc Martin. Okay. And they're the just... The Shoe Company? They have a documentary or <laughs> yes, something? Yes, that's what it is. Okay. No, no that's not it's what about it is. a doctor named oh. Doc Martin. Okay. Um, and um, Why have I not heard of either of those shows? Because you're not nerdy enough, oh. I think. Okay. That's um, fair. They're, I mean, they're not like nerdy, but one takes place in like revolutionary war times mm. and one is just not your jam i think okay it's, you don't know me what's what's not my jam tell know. me sell it to me 10 so, seconds so doc martin is basically this droll story about this kind of older guy doctor okay, I'm bored. You're right. yeah yep. like, but uh but cornwall has saint ives have you heard of saint ives yes that's, it's a lotion or it a is. soap or something. It is. It okay. comes from this little artsy village called St. Ives. And that's why you're going? That's mm, awesome. Well, it's beautiful. My that's why we're so going. My skin is so dry. <laughs> I've come for a therapy. Please. We're going because it's beautiful. Oh. That's why. Okay. Uh, tell people, the, the people in England that are listening to this, how they can contact you so I don't have to be the middleman. That man, would be great. If I'll you forget. would like to email me, my email is Joni, J-O-N-I-B, Haas. H-A-W-S. So, J-O-N-I-B-H-A-W-S at gmail.com. Perfect. And I would love to have dinner with y'all, with right. my husband. Perfect. Yeah, no, your husband will be there. Yeah. She's not soloing. It's not just Joni. <laughs> That's it's just It's just Joni and friends. Just Joni plus one. A little romantic getaway. That's right. Uh, we're going to Kauai, the lady friend and I. I have never been to Hawaii. It's uh, gorgeous. and uh, I think it's because you keep using up my trips. Yeah. I take everyone's trips and use them. Yeah. Uh, so it should be fun. Going for a week. 
Good. Uh, I've been to a couple conferences, so I haven't had a vacation in a good long time. So when you go to Hawaii, like, how do you like to spend your time? Like, go, go, going or sit, sit, sitting? Uh, a, a, a little bit of both, actually. I'm far more sit, sit, sitting on vacation than I am uh, here in Salt Lake. Most yeah. of the time here, you're I'm never go, go, go. sitting yeah, here. Very rarely. You don't even slit, sit while you sleep. Yeah. Well, I'm not even sitting right now. I'm standing <laughs> here in the studio. That's only because I have one chair. Uh, <laughs> But uh, no, I like to do, I mean, we're pretty active when we go do stuff, right? There's a couple of um, uh, really well-known hikes on Kauai that we'll go do um, and uh, eating a lot. Yeah. Might eat a lot. Do you eat like Hawaiian stuff or do you like to? Yes. Like Like the the plate lunch? Yeah. Yeah, you bet. Cool. You bet. You get big old ice cream scoops of rice yeah and brown gravy mm-hmm. and you get your ground beef or you get your chicken or you whatever oh my gosh i'll eat that all day it always comes with macaroni and salad yes you know what it's why you gain weight when you go to hawaii things like that yeah it's unreal and a lot of seafood i really like the seafood i love seafood too um and i really like just sort of sitting with my feet in the ocean no kidding for hours that's like my favorite thing yep. in the world yep doesn't matter which ocean, doesn't matter where ocean. Yep. Just when I hear people say like, I hate the beach, it gets sand everywhere. I'm like, you shut up. You, That's what I... <laughs> you take that right back. How dare you? So, yeah, looking forward to that. That'll be in a couple of weeks. And uh, in the meantime, just kind of working, working hard, trying to figure out this thing called life, this work-life balance that people speak about. Do you... No idea. Do you think that... It's better at the new job, like as far yes. as work-life oh, balance. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh good. And like uh, m- mentality, um, like people are nice at my new job. Sweet. And like appreciate what I do. It's like what is it? what is this? Cool. People do this. People are appreciative. Um, well, that's yeah. a step up then. Good yeah, job. I'll take that all day. That's worth forty-five minutes of driving each way. Good. For now. You keep telling yourself yeah, yeah, that. For now, it's actually not too bad. Like in the morning, I just sort of. I think I sleep. To be completely genuine. While you're you. driving? Yeah. Please don't say that. I, I mean, I don't know that I do. And I obviously don't because I would die if I did that. But the, <laughs> the time really goes by pretty quick. I listen to the news. Your zone. On the way you're in. in I'm just zone. And then on the way back, uh, like it's that chance to just leave work behind. I don't have my email connected to my phone from my work. So I can just leave. I'm just done. Cool. As soon as I leave work, I'm done. And then I'm working every other job that I have, but at least that job I'm not taking with me anywhere else. Well, good. Yeah. Let's take a break real quick. When we come back in the second half of Articles of News, we have actual Articles of News and uh, a little interview that I did with uh, T.C. Christensen and uh, Dave McConnell. He is the guy who plays the fighting preacher in the upcoming film, The Fighting Preacher. So we'll do that in the second half of Articles of News. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, this is Jake the Computer Boy. Whoops, I meant Computer Guy from PC Laptops in Salt Lake City. 
You haven't heard me on the radio doing commercials in a long time because I've been learning all the ins and outs of PC laptops. The company my dad, Dan the Laptop Man, started 21 years ago. I've been working at our corporate headquarters designing and building new computers for you. I design and hand build the new PC Laptops S1 desktop and it's just $7.99 with a lifetime warranty. Each one is built to perfection, blazing fast and beautiful and backed forever with a rock solid lifetime warranty. And it's only $7.99. Thanks, Jake. I love you, son. Dan the Laptop Man here. To make it impossible to resist, we're doing 12 months special financing on any PC laptop's desktop or laptop computer. Have I lost my mind? Call us at 1-877-596-7283 for details or check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com, where we love you. I want to take a quick second and talk to you about Best DJ in Utah, now in its second year. Last year, I went to Washington, to Roche Harbor, and did a gorgeous wedding. This year, I'm slated to go to Moab, to go to Denver to do weddings. And guys, it couldn't be going any better. Thanks, in large part, to folks like yourself, people who are listening to this and say, you know what, I need a wedding or a mobile DJ for something and then reach out to me. You can go to bestdjinutah.com. You can find me on all of the social medias at Richie T. Stedman or you can certainly just send me an email. Richie, R-I-C-H-I-E-T as in tough guy, Stedman, S-T-E-A-D-M-A-N at gmail.com. I would love to see what I could do to make your event that much better. Whether it's a party or the biggest day of your life, you need the best DJ in Utah. And like I said, it doesn't have to be in Utah. It can just be the best DJ in Utah. I don't know. Now we start to get into like the technical things. It's bestdjinutah.com. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. It's time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein just Joni will have one story, and it's very important that she knows <laughs> that you know that and that I know that, and that's why she's laughing right now. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And away we go. Uh, first of all, let's let's start off with this, uh, this interview that I had the chance to do. Dave McConnell and T.C. Christensen. Uh, the trailer for The Fighting Preacher is out and available now. If you follow us on Facebook, you've already seen it. Uh, if you haven't, uh, after you listen to this interview, hopefully you'll be interested in checking that out. So let's play that right here. Uh, special guests in this Articles of News, you guys, in my, uh, what is this, my eating area, my my nook, my breakfast nook, I have uh, T.C. Christensen and Dave McConnell uh, from The Fighting Preacher out July the 24th. Fourth Pioneer Day. Is it really coming out on yeah. proper Pioneer yeah. Day? You guys know how to throw a party. Uh, yes. Uh, I have them both here, and I just want you guys, I don't want you to give the whole everything, but tease us enough. Uh, the trailer is out now. People can see it about why we should be seeing this movie and what this movie's about. This is a fun movie, Richie. I'm very excited about putting this out in front of people. Uh, it's got heart, and it has some great messages, but overall, it's just really good entertainment that I think people are going to uh, come out of the theater having a, ha having had a good time. For sure. You hear the title, Fighting Preacher, and instantly, if you see the poster or you see anything with the uh, the trailer, it's it's about a fighter. 
that's, that's right. and that's you, Dave. That's right. So, yeah. So talk about uh, talk about what that is. Are you a fighting man by nature? No, I'm a lover. <laughs> uh, no, no. Except when it came to negotiating his <laughs> salary. Oh, <laughs> okay. Still in talks. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. So I wasn't familiar with this story at all. It was. It's about Willard Bean, and it's, you, TC has a great tagline. It's the. It's the. The was the best unknown. The story be- in the history of the church. Like the that. best church story you've, you've never, never heard, heard of. Yeah. 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 So, so he came to you and said, hey, can you be a fighter? Well, he didn't come to me initially and ask me that. This came on as, as the auditioning process continued. But yeah, there was a point where he says, you know, you realize you're going to have to work out and be a fighter in about six weeks. And I'm like, well, okay, there's a task. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I went to work at that point and it was all about training and learning the tactics. This is a 1920s film. So the... The, you know your typical um, methodology of boxing uh, back then is a little bit different than it is today. You mm-hmm. know you typically see the guys now that will kind of lean into the fight and get their head into it. Well, that, back in the day, that wasn't how it worked. It was very different. And so the kind of the technique and, and the things I'd grown up watching with Muhammad Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard, that's not how it was supposed to look at all. So yeah. I had to learn the stance and all that, just the basics, and then the basics of the 1920s stance. So it was a little more complicated than I was expecting, but. Oh, I, no. I know we're going to get you guys back in the future to talk uh, completely about process and what the yeah. film is and yeah. who exactly Willard Bean is. Um, the Fighting Preacher, how did you come about this story, TC? Well, after I made 17 Miracles, I started getting a lot of scripts coming my way. Of and course. People calling with ideas. And one of them was uh, this book. It's a little sh- short paperback. And it came to me from Kelly Meekham, a movie friend of mine, and I read it and I liked it, but I didn't get it. I did. I just didn't know how to get my arms around it as a movie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fun reading and whatever, but that doesn't qualify it for a movie. Right. Well, that kind of basically just stewed for about seven years, and then I went after it again. And the uh-huh. second time through, I felt like I know what to do to make this work, and I don't know if I did or not, but I took it, taken off, and we're, we've shot it now, and it'll be done in a few weeks. It, it, it's interesting when you say I don't, I don't know if it is. I feel like you and people can trust you in the name T.C. Christensen that we know a few things when we're going to go to a T.C. Christensen film. We know it's something we can take our family to. Uh, I know it's something that's going to have a good story. I know we're going to see some familiar faces. Typically, if you've seen, uh, you know, one of your films, I know you like to work with people who yeah. you like. And so yeah. for me, it's sort of fun to be like, oh, hey, it's the one that uh, saved the people from the river yeah. in that movie. <laughs> now it's, you know, he's the bad guy in this one or whatever. Um, what, what else qualifies a good story for you? Well, I, I have to have a protagonist who goes on a journey and I'm kind of an everyman, I think. I I don't have these real high esoteric ideals about story. I just, if if it interests me, I think it's going to interest other people. And this story has some of those elements. It has a protagonist that starts out, he thinks, hey, you can just smack people in the face. And even though I'm a missionary, if I disagree with you, right in the kisser. And he has to learn uh, throughout that that's not, probably the best christ-like way to be yeah so it's a fun journey and i think it relates to us in our time as well 
Talk about the uh, process of getting this guy. I know you were yeah. teasing earlier about uh, you know the fighting of the salary and all that, oh, but oh, yeah. I, I'm sure there's some negotiation. But how did it work that you got Dave to well, be a part? Well, Dave of came in uh, for casting sessions. We have some open casting sessions, and he came in, and I didn't think I knew him, but I liked him right off. I've learned since to not like him, but at the time I liked him. <laughs> yeah, <Travel laughs> he came in, yeah. and and he got the part. You know, I had him do this scene that's very Willard. Willard's a little bit. He's funny, but he kind of doesn't put it right in your face. A little little wry about it, and he got it. And so many of the actors that came in did not get it. And when he left, I said to Ron Tanner, my producing partner, that guy was good. I like he he understands this part. And so I brought him back a second time, probably a third time, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think we were, yeah, three different visits. Put him in with, once we found a, a wife for him, you want to see them play off of each other sure. as well. So the, the process was really, I was 90% sold from that first read that he did. Did you feel that, Dave? Or were you like, nah, I don't know, it's another <laughs> audition? Yeah, right. So I think you learned, I mean, I've been doing this forever. And so you learn that with an audition, you you enjoy the audition for what it was. And when you leave, you enjoy that audition for what it was. You can't look ahead thinking, well, that's going to then lead to the next callback or to the actual booking. You just kind of put it in the back of your mind, lessons learned, I would have done this differently, I would have maybe fixed that, but all in all, good day. So when you do get the callback, it's always a thrill. Yeah. Typically it's a thrill. And, um, and you just continue to wrap your head around where you're at in that process. So I felt like the audition went well. I mean, the, the script was very well written. It wasn't difficult to kind of go in and, and, and let that simmer and try to figure out how, what they were trying to get at. The, the script kind of lends itself to being an actor with it. It's not that difficult to get through it. Yeah. And then we understand kind of who Willard was, which I you know, had to develop as time went on. It, uh, it um, made perfect sense. So yeah, it felt like a great fit, honestly. I was hoping that would be. Uh, the film is called The Fighting Preacher. It comes out on mm -hmm. the 24th of July, literally the 24th mm -hmm. of July. Not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. We're pushing uh, that pioneer day. Uh, if, if in a sentence or two you had to describe what the story is about. I mean, we know it's about a fighting preacher. Give me, give me just a, a teensy okay, bit more. Yeah. He, uh, Willard and his wife, Rebecca, were called as missionaries in 1915 to go back to Palmyra. It's the first members of the church had been there in 85 years, and they got back there, and it was brutal. The people uh, were not kind to them. They didn't want them there. Well, their five-year mission ended up 25 years. It's Jeez. the longest mission served in the church, and they, in that time they turned the town around. The town loved them when they left. Hmm. And it's called The Fighting Preacher. It comes out on the 24th of July. You can see a trailer associated with this episode at theculturalhall.com or wherever you look at trailers. I know I've seen mm -hmm. it all over the place. Uh, Facebook page is, is the, fighting the Fighting Preacher movie. Yeah. Okay. So people can check it out there. You guys, I hope that you'll come back and we'll do a full long episode and we can be able to chat about this closer to the date of release. No, Whatever you say. Thank you. So there you have it. Right there in my house, in my kitchen, T.C. Christensen, a thing I'd never thought would happen. And Dave McConnell talking about the fighting preacher. You like the church movies, Joni? I guess I don't know that about you. Do you or no? Um, they're not my first choice, to be honest. But I highly respect them. Have you liked any of them? Um, yes. So the the Seventeen Miracles one. Okay. So that's T. C. Christensen. Yeah, it is. And so, uh, what year was that? Like two thousand eight 
or something, maybe nine. The church did a, it was called Faith the Musical. Mm -hmm. They put it on at the conference center. They actually had different people in wards in England come stay here. They practiced, I think, in England for a while. Then they came and stayed here for a little while. They Mm. rehearsed together and they put on the show about um, pioneers. It was basically the same time period and everything as the 17 Miracles, but they had actual British people here playing the British parts. Mm -hmm. Um, And my husband and children were in that show and my husband played Ephraim Hanks. Interesting. So and he, Ephraim Hanks is the guy from Seventeen Miracles. Correct. Yeah. So, like, I think that's kind of why Seventeen Miracles sort of stood out to me. Um, but uh, I have not yet seen Jane and Emma. But from the clips I've seen, I'm really impressed and look forward to seeing that. But I think um, in the past. LDS movies, Mormon movies, whatever you want to call them, have gotten a bad rap because they just don't quite have the production value that other movies that we're used to seeing see. But I think that's changing. I do think that's changing. Did you see uh, Once I Was a Beehive? I did. Okay. I did see that one. Right. And I really enjoyed it, actually. Okay. Yeah. What about God's Army? Are you a God's Army I am. Lady? I'm, I'm anti-God's Army. Okay. So sorry. Okay. okay. <laughs> I, I liked the, uh, the Brigham City. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I did. I hadn't seen it for the longest time. Those are both Richard Dutcher films: God's Army, God's Army Two, and and uh, Brigham City. Brigham City. I mean, it isn't necessarily a church film, but there are very much like church themes throughout it. You're like, oh, those right. are members of the Church of Jesus like Christ. Like back Latter-day when, um, you know, Singles Ward. You weren't out. a fan of the no. OG. Mm-mm. The OG, I'm all on board, and then no. everything fell apart. No, uh, it just I don't know. It felt too, too, too raw inside mm. to in the circle for me you know mm-hmm. like i don't know um you know it's interesting because it brings us to the other side of heaven to electric boogaloo <laughs> that's been that's been announced i'm teasing it's the other other side of heaven i love that you had to say you were teasing that's fine yeah well you never know right? i know people will be like exactly why are they calling it electric boogaloo that doesn't make sense <laughs> right. Uh, filmmaker Mitch Davis has big plans for his new movie, a sequel to his 2001 film, The Other Side of Heaven. Uh, Davis in touting the upcoming The Other Side of Heaven 2, Fire of Faith, at a news conference this last Wednesday, said that it, when it comes to stories of faith, filmmakers have to go big or go home. And he says that it took millions to make the new movie. Now, you'll remember, uh, it's the story of Elder Groberg, uh, a former member of the 70. Now he's an emeritus. Um, well, he was serving his mission in Tonga in the 1950s. The new movie... Pokiloki? Is that what they call him? Uh, Pokiloki? Something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. The new movie shows Groberg uh, played by Christopher Gorham. It's mm-hmm. a, you know, a, I don't want to say real actor, but it's no, not yes. a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day right. Saints who is also an actor. This is someone who was sought after. And in the original, it, the woman was Anne Hathaway. I know. And and because it came out sort of in the same time period as all those other LDS movies that we just sort of mentioned, I for a really long time thought Anne Hathaway was Mormon. Really? And until she started making it really big. And I'm like, I don't think she is. <laughs> I I think she's not. 
<laughs> she was actually on the set of uh, Other Side of Heaven when she got cast in Princess Diaries, which is where her first uh, movie deal. Right. Yeah. Cool. With uh, Julie Andrews. Yes. Not Mormon. No. no. We'll get her. I mean, yeah, we will get her, right? <laughs> the hills are alive. The moon movie is set to be released on between 200 and 300 screens nationwide on Friday, June 28th. It opens between Pixar's Toy Story 4 the week before and Spider-Man Far From Home, which opens Independence Day weekend. So as you're making plans for movies, if you like that kind of high-quality, uh, family-friendly entertainment... Uh, they are encouraging you to definitely go that opening weekend. That makes a big difference. Uh, also, uh, on BYU TV, the week before, that is Sunday, June 23rd, and Monday, June 24th, if you have BYU TV, uh, you'll be able to see the original Other Side cool. of Heaven. Cool. That's cool. Uh, there on Good. TV. The original uh, Other Side of Heaven played on 334 screens and made almost $5 million at the box office which would be equivalent to almost $7.5 million today. It went on to sell 4 million DVDs, which was supported by Walt Disney's home entertainment arm. Hmm. Said the Disney brand didn't hurt us, and Hathaway certainly helped quite a bit. So uh, so look for that. It's is called this, Other Side of Heaven 2, Fire is, of Faith. Is this the one that has a young Thomas S. Monson in the movie? Because they found an actor who looks like him so much. It's actually really impressive. But now I'm like, wait, is, it is this movie, right? I think it's this movie. Uh, let's see here. Um, could be because uh, President Monson, uh, former president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, insisted that Elder Groberg uh, write his story um, down. Groberg kept it Davis, that is um, Mitch Davis, the director, in part because Groberg was given a push from President Thomas S. Monson, then the president of the church. Monson, years earlier, was the one who nudged Groberg to write a book about his missionary experiences. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have a, a man portraying Thomas S. Monson in this film who looks a lot like a young Thomas S. Monson. So good job, casting director. And he, uh, the guy that played President Monson, wanted to be uh, on set more for more of the filming, but he had to visit a widow in that's his right. ward. That's right. Um, he wasn't planning on it, but he had, he just... He's a felt, method actor. He so. felt prompted that's as he right. was going to set, and he was like, sorry, we'll get there. <laughs> Not a real story. <laughs> um, Electric Boogaloo. This, I just want to get this done uh, and quick out of the way. We've talked about Sterling Van Wagenen. Uh, he's the director accused of sexual abuse, and now he has been... Um, charged with first-degree sexual abuse of a child. Uh, you can find a link to the story at theculturalhall.com. Uh, he posted bail of $75,000. It carries a 15-year minimum sentence. Um, he was involved with starting the Sundance Film Festival. He was involved in various uh, projects with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, um, including uh, one or two of the LDS Temple films. Um, and uh, according to the probable cause statement contained in the charging document, um, Van Wagenen was involved with uh, two females between the ages of seven, nine, and various occasions between 2013 and 2015. So um, that is where that has moved along, and that is as much as I would like to dwell on that today. Yeah, boo and hiss. Uh, the president of the church, and then you're going to go next with your story. Yay! Okay. 
President of the church, President Russell M. Nelson. Cool to see him. And I love all the memes that we saw with General Conference with him, like sitting on the edge of his chair and looking so vibrant. Um, Although I do wonder, because uh, my husband told me he did that in priesthood session too. Uh-huh. I wonder if maybe his back hurt yeah. a little bit. Maybe he's he he wasn't just like so excited. He was like, it hurts me to sit back. Oh, that could be. That's my guess. Yeah. Actually. Like we're attributing all sorts of excitement cute. and all these things. It's still cute. Um, but he continues to travel the world. You know, he's done, he was in Italy for the dedication of the of the Rome temple. Um he did the the talk in Arizona to the the stadium down there. He did uh, the the talk up in uh, Washington at the huge stadium up there. Has traveled to Africa, to England, to all these places, and it's been announced that he's going to administer, or rather, minister to seven Pacific nations as well. Uh, he says that uh, Elder Garrett W. Gong of the Quorum of the Twelve will also join the Nelsons on this trip. Um, According to the church, there are 583,000 members that live in the Pacific, and they will visit uh, not each and every one of them, but <laughs> an opportunity for a lot of them to be able to see. They kick off in Kona, which is on the big island of Hawaii. Uh, there is a temple there. Uh, they'll go to Apia, Samoa, where a temple was announced. They'll go to Sydney, Australia, where I believe there is already a temple. They'll go to Auckland, New Zealand, where I believe there was a temple announced, to Suva, Fiji, where... I think there's already a temple there to Nuku Alofa Tonga, where I believe that there is just barely a temple announced. And then Papit Tahiti, which I think it was just dedicated uh, in Tahiti. Are you just making this No, no, no. And people people will correct me, obviously, if I'm wrong. but but it's a pretty rigorous schedule. For real, they, they leave on the on the 16th of May and return on the on the 25th, and they are Kona, then oh Samoa goodness. two days later, That's then fast. Sydney the next day, then Auckland the next day, then Fiji two days later, then Tonga, then Tahiti, then back home. That is a lot of traveling. It uh, really is. They will speak. Um, there will be an evening devotional on on Kona. There will be. Uh, a two-hour evening devotional in uh, Tonga. Um, there will be, uh, let's see, they'll address members in a two-hour devotional that's going to be broadcast when they're in Australia. Uh, in New Zealand, they'll meet with uh, the missionaries and leaders of the church in a chapel that's right by the MTC there in Auckland, and it'll be broadcast to lots of p- parts of the Pacific area. Uh, Fiji, the temple was originally dedicated in 2000. It was rededicated in 2016. Um, so they'll have a, a, an evening broadcast for the saints there. It's just like one after I another. Just, it makes me wonder if, if there's, um, you know, like anybody in the background being like, okay, you're the prophet, so you know what's best, but um, that's a really harsh schedule and we'd like your health to be maintained. I mean, you'd see rock stars going on tour who then have to like cancel dates because they got hospitalized for exhaustion or whatever. Yeah. And they're young people. I mean, they're probably not doing the best things with their bodies, but this guy is what? 95? He'll celebrate 95 in the fall. 90, so 94 years old. I couldn't do this rigorous of a, of a tour schedule. I mean... I'm amazed. Yeah. I I sit all amazed now. That's right. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, when they go to Tahiti, 
the temple was rededicated in 2006, according to this. But also, um, they will be celebrating the 175th anniversary uh, of the first missionaries to French Polynesia. So that's what they'll be celebrating while they're there. It's a huge tour. Uh, Add those dates to the back of the President Nelson uh, World Tour t-shirt that we're building. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. What did you have? All right. So this is not a new issue, but I just was delighted by this article. The Columbia Journalism Review um, puts out a little article that that they give to their journalists saying, here are some updates on how we should address things in the news. So the top news story is don't call Mormons Mormons, call them the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Okay. Um, No longer should the initials LDS be used to refer to the church. Instead, the full name of the church should be used on first reference, the AP says, with the church church members or members of the faith used in latter or later references that's 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 them being clever yep (laughs) its members can be called latter-day saints note the hyphen and lack of capitalization on the word day i'm i love the nerdiness of this you can take the mormon out of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints but you can't take the mormon out of the church after all its principal document is the book of mormon and the AP allows that, when necessary, for space or clarity, or in quotations or proper names, Mormon, Mormons, and Latter-day Saints are acceptable. That means that breaking the Mormon habit might be hard. Word nerd. Yes. And then they say, the change results from the church's effectively rebranding itself, though its president insists it's not a renaming, rebranding, or cosmetic change. Anyway, and then in this same article, it does go on for a little while about this. In case you wanted to know, you also now need to know the term bud tender. What but does that it, mean? But it's not just anyone who grows cannabis that can be called oh, this. Oh, bud tender. The term is reserved for an employee of a dispensary who interacts with and sells products to customers. Bud tender. Interesting. Same article. So we're right next to the bud tenders. Good. We got a great space. That's interesting. Uh, Both from the uh, Mormon Church, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Latter-day, lowercase day reference (laughs) and all that kind of stuff. But also that a bud tender is someone who works at a dispensary. That's right. The more you know. That's right. But don't you dare call someone who just grows weed a bud tender. No, they're not. That is reserved for someone who works at a dispensary. Correct. All right, so what do you think about the honor code stuff? I, to be honest, have not been paying uh, really close attention because I feel like it might... Trigger you? I I don't want to use the word trigger, but I can sense that perhaps I could get perturbed. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm sort of avoiding it. Why don't you update me? So uh, I I don't want to... uh... I don't want to tip my hand too much, but later this week, the... uh... The interview episode that I did, I did with the the founder of Honor Code Stories, that particular page on Instagram. It's kind of got this whole thing abuzz. Um, and, and for those who don't know, uh, when you attend a BYU school, whether it's BYU-Idaho, BYU-Hawaii, or BYU-Provo, uh, or just BYU, there is an Honor Code. And essentially what that is is... Uh, there are different standards that you have to abide by as you attend that school. Things like um, um, sexual purity is part of it. 
living the law of chastity, but other things like... Uh, kind of nitpicky things, too. Like yeah, the so, facial so, hair thing. Yeah, facial hair is part of it. There are some things that people are like, yeah, you bet, of course. And then there are things where people are like, okay, really? Like, I can't have a five o'clock shadow? All part of the honor code. Uh, like, plagiarism and honesty is also part of it. Uh, there are rules around, um, like, curfews. Right. And uh, being in... Who the, can be in your dormitory. In your dormitory, dorm and exactly. And what part of the dorm they can be. Right. Uh, and what and, times. Yeah. And so as part of that at BYU and all the others, um, they have an honor code office. That, uh, that office is essentially established to be able to enforce, if ever there is an honor code violation, uh, the opportunity to have discussion about it and then um, uh, impart... Um, Discipline. Discipline or, you know, punishment, depending on how you look at it, to those who would break the honor code. And those things can be simply like, hey, no big deal. Go about your business. They can be probation, which is like, hey, this is formal. Uh, There can be suspension, which means you're still technically a student of whatever BYU you're talking about, but um, you aren't allowed to take classes in that time. And then there's like expulsion, which means you can't go to BYU or they could withhold your your diploma from you. Um, and so the, the issue is, is that there are some unfair practices um, that are going on. So for example, um, one of the big causes of concern, just like the bishop's interview, is that people have concerns that as a young college-aged woman, they're in the room with a man that is reasonably older than she is sometimes 20 to 45 years older. Um, and that man is asking her particular questions in the case of a chastity violation. But even if they're the same age, that's still weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think they're... But, but it does, if it adds an extra creepy creepy factor. Yeah, and so some of the concern is, well, why are they asking you know, specifics on these things? I should be able to go into the honor code office and say, you know what, I have, you know... I violated the honor code in the area of chastity, and I'd like to work through that. You don't need any particulars. Right. Just know that I feel that, and I'd like to work through it, and 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 so there's part of that. Um, there also, uh, within the culture of a lot of the BYUs, uh, has been um, this idea of sort of tattling. Um, right. That you can, well, you know, Joni, I saw that you were out late, and then I can take that to the honor code office. Um, and then they would, you know, bring you in and say, well, what is this about late? Well, your, your roommate, your person, you know, whatever said that, said that you did this. Did you do this? No, I didn't. Well, why are they saying that you did? I don't know. Well, they said that you did. Well, I don't know what that is. Maybe they don't like me. Well, the report against the honor code. And so there's some issues of like, he said, he said, or he said, she said, or Mm -hmm. they said, I said. Um, kind of things. There's also an interesting discussion about uh, whether or not there should be like um, like limits as to how much, like a statute of limitations as to when things should be. Some of these concerns are, this was before I was even a student at BYU. Right. Uh, and now you're, you're making me adhere to this code. And two years ago when I posted that thing on social media or that thing that I did, like I wasn't falling underneath this code, but because of how social media especially is that I'm now being held accountable for that. Right. Or I've worked this out with my bishop in my home ward as this took place over the summer and I felt good and I felt like God had forgiven me. And now 
because I shared that with a roommate and I didn't clean up my laundry. She came and told you that I did this and now I'm being, you know, run into the honor code office. So there's some some definite blurred lines and maybe some yeah. uh, some power that is yes. being discussed within the honor code office. The interesting thing for me, and I don't want to go any further, but that's that's sort of the discussion. What's going on, yeah. Um, they had a protest at... Mm-hmm. Uh, at BYU-Idaho first last week, and then on Friday, they had one at BYU-Provo. Upwards of like 600 people uh, on campus at BYU, a peaceful protest. Signs were certainly uh, given, and and those anti-protesters were folks that were saying things like, you know, why do you even come to BYU? Right. Why you would knew you what you here? were signing up for yeah. when you signed up. Uh, and people just really urging for... Um, kind of an advocacy, uh, a better discussion about what the honor code is. Um, some of the some of the signs that have been uh, as part of it are clever. Uh, <laughs> one says, Jesus ain't no snitch, but Judas was. And I, <laughs> I, I, I love protest signs. I know that they're just, they are made to incite people. And I just think some are so catty, but some are so clever that I'm just like, okay, I don't see it from your point of view, but that's a that's a great sign you've come up with. My favorite protest sign ever is in this giant crowd, and I'll, I don't even remember what the real protest was about, but one guy's sign read, you guys are blocking the library. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I'm not with these guys. I just needed some exercise in sunlight. And they're holding the sign and marching back and forth. Um it's crazy, just kind of on the outside, like uh, the the account was set up in uh, January and has like over 35,000 people that follow it, consistently shares um, stories from people, uh, and you can find all of them at Honor Code Stories on Instagram. And like I said, later this week, you'll get a, a, a almost 45-minute deep dive with the creator of the Instagram page, uh, why she did it. Uh, where she's coming from, the experiences that she had uh, with the Honor Code office, what she hopes to to have change, and then uh, also what is changing. So make sure that you listen to that. That'll be published later this week. Uh, anything else you have? No, I'm, I am curious. Um, has the Honor Code office been receptive to listening to people, or does it feel like they've been digging in their heels You'll have to listen to the episode okay. to find out. I feel so teased right yeah. now. I am so teased right now. <laughs> you promised me I wasn't going to get triggered, but I am so triggered. Uh, if you're not a, a member of the uh, Patreon group on for the, not group on, Patreon group for the Cultural Hall, do it. We had someone that added us the other day who was like, you know what? I, I don't do the Facebook, so I'm not going to be in the special group for Facebook. I just wanted to show my monetary support. In fact, I'm going to pull up his name here real quick. Uh, but you can do that. Even if you don't want to be a part of the group, you can just join that way. His name's Jed Hansen. Thanks, so Jed. So thank you, Jed. Uh, also, if you want to leave us a review, you can do that on iTunes or wherever you get this show available in podcast form. It helps us be seen by other people, and uh, we really appreciate that. Also, the uh, church history tour. Don't forget about that. Last week of September. Sounds way cool. First part of October. You can go to Kimura tours uh, dot org I dot think you're org. right now i'm no i think it is, is that dot right org. dot org kimura <laughs> tours dot org i'm gonna have to check that now as we talk as well maybe i will edit this out I... not likely 
Not likely. I would love to come, but again, as I mentioned before, my children run my life, and I can't Just leave take... them. You're going to England and... I know, and I, I've had to pull some major strings to make that happen in my life. I can't do it twice in a year. Oh, come on. Do it again. <laughs> it's okay. a once-in-a-lifetime. Richie said I should, so I will. You had a once-in-a-lifetime. How many days is the tour? It's KimuraTours.org, just like we said. It leaves, and they, this is cool because they do other tours as well. So, like, if you are, um, if you are a youth, and you're listening to this, you know the uh, Jason Wade. We've had him here in the cultural hall before. He is in the Seventeen Miracles. He's doing a tour. Is youth a thing? Youth. It's your youth. <laughs> okay. If you don't have teeth, it they're the youth of the church. Okay. Um, he's going to be doing a high school junior and senior tour, the 8th through the 15th. So it's not just sure. uh, the adult. But the cultural hall one is? Is the 23rd of September uh-huh. through the 4th of October. It costs $2,400. And do it, the math. That's and uh, yeah, it's 11 days, 12 days. It's, uh, I can't do math. 30 days, half September, April, June, and November. All the rest have 31 except for February. It's 11 days technically. Yeah. Uh, it includes flights, tour bus, hotel accommodations, breakfasts, and some dinners and the site fees as well. Um, it is Kansas City, Missouri, slash the New Jerusalem Temple site, the Community of Christ Temple, the Independence Visitors Center, Liberty Jail. Uh, it is the Three Witnesses Memorial, Adamon Diamond, Far West, uh, Amish Country. Uh, you get to go to Hannibal, Missouri, go to Nauvoo, Illinois. You get to go to the Nabu Temple. There's time for a session if you'd like to worship that way. Visit the historic Nabu sites. You get to go see the sunset on the Mississippi and a variety show. You like variety shows. You know I do. A Trail of Hope Walk. Guys, I'm only to day three. That's the end of day three. It is an exhausting, awesome, awesome tour. Man. Plus, we'll be doing special episodes of the Cultural Hall. I think President Nielsen, Nelson could handle it but yeah. not me yeah no it's in fact sounds i'm intense. gonna send this along to him <laughs> yeah. uh and see if maybe we can't get him to cool wouldn't that be awesome <laughs> that would be i amazing. just send this along and he's like you bet put your I'm, I'm pencils you in the calendar yeah. there make sure you put these dates on the t-shirt richie <laughs> wait he knows my name uh again kimura tours dot org o-r-g we hope this episode has nourished and strengthened your body we hope that you have been blessed with as much moisture as we have been receiving. Oh, so much moisture. Uh, we hope that uh, when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you. On the back row of, of the, the Cultural, Cultural Hall. Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row. We really got to go on the Cultural Hall show.